Have you ever needed something? The things that I was thinking of when I was first writing this message was maybe needing a rest, just feeling exhausted, maybe needing to hear someone's voice. Um, I have this thing with my mom. My mom lives in Winnipeg. Every time I drive home, she always needs to hear that I made it home. It's very much a mom thing. I'm sure that I'll do it. Um, but I hadn't been thinking of that song when I was writing about the need. But that's such a beautiful song. Just give me Jesus. Um, and I think that fits in really well with I'm a, what I'm going to talk about this morning. I was going to start with asking if you ever needed a rest and talking about how much I greatly appreciated the last few weeks I've had to focus on resting and connection and reflection. Uh, this morning I was having my doubts about my first day being back at work being a Sunday morning. I'm not sure if I'll do that again, especially in a January, feeling all of the January feels right now. But I found myself this morning as I was driving to church that I just needed Church to be church this morning. Now, I realize that we all have different traditions, and some people may not even have attended church before. So what, is, what does that mean when I'm thinking, oh, I just need church to be church? And I was just looking forward to a morning to come together, to meet with other people, to refocus on God, to refocus on Jesus, and connect with other people and hear what God is doing in their life. I was longing for a place to meet with God and encourage each other in our journeys with Jesus. And I hope that we can do that this morning. In the last few months of 2022, I started to notice a theme pop out to me in my conversations and things that I was reading. It started with a conversation with a fellow pastor. I was calling him for something else, but he had asked God before our conversation, hey, is there any message that you would like me to give to Vicki? And the message was, rest in God's love. And I remember laughing when he first told me for a couple of reasons, because for one, um, it did fit with what I had been thinking and feeling before then, but also second, I didn't feel not that, so it seemed like kind of a redundant message. I was like, okay, but I greatly appreciated it, and it did resonate with other things that I had been thinking and feeling, so I thanked him. Then a few weeks later, I was praying with another pastor, and as he was praying for me, he used this phrase about sitting in God's presence, and that stuck out to me. It resonated with me for the rest of that day, just the word sit, and then the following weeks, it kept staying in my mind. And then finally, as I was reading an interview of Pete Cesaro, who is the author of The Emotionally Healthy Leader that was published in Christianity Today, he spoke of relaxing in Jesus. And those three phrases have become a mantra for me. And I've realized they are going to be my mantra for this next year, 2023. To rest in God's love, to sit in his presence, and to relax in Jesus. I've written it in short form in prominent places to remind me. Rest, sit, relax. I have it in my journal. I have it on bulletin boards. Um, it is something that I want to follow me this year. 
And while I think this is a mantra for me personally, and the last couple of weeks of rest and reflection have helped reinforce how important they are for me right now, I'm sharing them with you because I believe they are important for us as a community as well. Because I believe that the church is a body. And I spoke of this, I think, way back in October or November. I've mentioned it a few times, but if you've spent any time in Romans or Corinthians, you would be familiar with this metaphor um, that the Apostle Paul liked to use, that the church is a body. We all have different gifts. We all have a different role to play, and we work together. We're not always going to understand each other. Uh, an elbow and an ear have no idea how each other work, but they are both part of my body, and I need them both. Um, and so as I think of that metaphor, and I think of the things that I believe God has given me personally, um, well, I know it's for me personally, I think it's important to share those things because it helps us understand what God is doing in the body. This is what God is teaching me. But I believe that God speaks to and through all of us. I know, not because you've told me, but just because of I know how God works, that there are words, thoughts, passions, and ministries that God has been giving to those of you who are here this morning. And I am excited to hear about them. I've already told you, mine is rest, sit, and relax. And as I pursue God in this season, it's my hope that these values will become an ap apparent in how I'm spending my time and how I carry myself and my interactions with you guys, but just in general. And I have faith that as I pursue what God is calling me to do, it's going to be a blessing to our faith community, but by extension, our community at large. And God may be impressing something similar on you, or it may be something different. Perhaps for you, he's impressing you on you the thought of neighbors. Perhaps you're feeling a pull towards never-ending prayer. Perhaps you have been feeling God call you towards working with other churches and other Christians or something else. None of us will be perfect at these things that God is calling us to. But I believe that as we meet together this year, we will be able to encourage and uplift each other through these things that God is teaching us, and we will grow together even as we're growing in different gifts. And as we do so, we will be a blessing to each other and to our community. I don't know everything that this year is going to hold. As a church, we have some unknowns that are going to be worked out. But I'm very excited about the ways that I have been seeing God move lately. There is a passage in Matthew that is frequently quoted to those who are anxious. Um, it talks, you may have heard it's flowers and them not having to worry about they, what, what they wear because God, uh, God has it covered. Um, but this week, I read that section in Matthew 6. I read it in The Message, which is a paraphrase translation written by Eugene Peterson. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Um, but I was really impressed with how he translated Matthew 6.34. And he said, give your entire attention, attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. 
This felt like such a pertinent message for us as a church as we head into the new year. Because this feels like a season to pay attention to what God is doing now. I am very excited to enter this new year with my entire attention on what he is doing, and I hope you are as well. There are a few things that we collectively and individually can be intentional about in this season, in this year, that I think will help us give our attention to what God is doing. It's something that we can do on Sunday mornings, but it's not limited to that. So the first would be hearing from each other. This can happen in coffees, in meeting in small groups, and in sharing time and services. But I believe it's important to have those times of hearing what God is saying to someone else and being able to share what you feel like he is telling you. Another thing that I think we can and should do is hearing from others in Brandon. Other churches, other organizations, other Christians in Brandon. Um, We'll hopefully be doing this through some guest speakers, um, some getting some newsletter update, updates and having them in our email, or just getting reports from those of us who are involved in things that are outside of our church. I am very excited about that. When our church began many years ago, um, one thing that I noticed as I was hearing about what we did is Grand Valley tried to be very aware of what they thought Brandon needed, of what other churches weren't doing, and I don't know if it was as intentional to be a part of the collective body, hey, we are going to do what these other churches aren't doing because we're going to work together, but I believe that would be a beautiful thing for us to start doing. Hear what other people are doing, figure out what God is speaking to us, and figure out how we are a body here together and we are a body as a church in Brandon. So I'm hoping that that is something that we will be able to do more of in 2023. And then the third is hearing from scripture. Uh, Many of you, if you have grown up in church or if you've been in church for many years, um, you've had the importance of reading scripture impressed on you, which I think is very important. Um, But it's something that we also explore on Sunday mornings together. And as I was thinking about 2023 and how how I wanted to explore scripture together. I was impressed that I should look to tools that are outside my usual experience and there is something called the common lectionary and if you grew up in something that was a more traditional faith it's something that they um, Uh, I'm not sure if the Catholic Church, but I know like the Anglican Church would use it more. But it's basically uh, a laid out plan of different scriptures that work together um, that you can follow. And it follows the church calendar, so there's Advent, but then it goes through. And it's basically people have intentionally said, hey, here is how you can cover important points throughout the year. So as I am writing messages this year, um, we will have some guests, we will have some special topics, but one of the things that I'm going to be pursuing instead of a specific series where I try to figure out what we need to talk about, something trendy or whatever, um, it's gonna be an intentional practice for me that I believe will be edifying for us all where I will go to the lectionary and the lectionary has four different verses, There's some, or sections readings, they call them. There's something from the Old Testament, 
There's something, a psalm, there's New Testament, and there's gospel. And as I said, it follows the church calendar. And the practice for me, as I am figuring out what I'm going to share, it will mean that instead of me thinking that I have the answers, (laughs) which I definitely don't, I will go to scripture. And I will read these different things. We may read multiples of them, like some of these sections in the service. Uh, We may not. But I will go to these passages in study and in prayer. And I will say, God, how does this speak to us now? Um, I believe God will speak through this. But I'm telling you this this morning because it's different than what we normally have done in the past. Usually, I think since we began, we've done series. And I know uh, it's been common in recent years. We always have this trendy sermon image. I don't know if it's always trendy, but we try to have, hey, this is our series right now. This is what we're working through. Um, But this is going to be a personal challenge for me, but I believe that it's also going to be edifying for all of us. Now, fair warning told you there's going to be there is old testament readings psalms new testament and gospel um there may be a heavy influence on the psalms because i have developed a love for how the psalms teach us to pray and they model different postures that we can have toward god the psalms do not pretend that life is perfect they do not say that everything gets worked out all the time but they do say that God is with us. So we will probably explore many psalms, like this morning. I wanted to share some of this intention for the year, but I did also want to look at the lectionary for this morning. And the psalm that is in the lectionary for this morning, January 8th, 2023, is Psalm 29. Um, and it's a beautiful psalm about the voice of the Lord, about the power of the voice of the Lord. And it begins like this. Honor the Lord, you heavenly beings. Honor the Lord for his glory and strength. Honor the Lord for his gl- the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. So it begins with a call to worship, a call to honor God. But then it moves into why. Verse 3, the voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. The The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon's mountains skip like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon leap like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. In his temple, everyone shouts, glory. This psalm displays the power of God or shows how his power is 
displayed in nature. It's interesting, when you're reading Psalms, uh, frequently the verse that's in the center is something of focus. So it's actually verse 7 is the center here of this stanza. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. I don't know if you've ever seen a lightning strike. Uh, I think I've seen some from afar, but I've seen the damage. There is power there. Storms are powerful things that we cannot control or ignore. Now, when I initially read this psalm, I was impressed by the majesty of it, but I found a lot of the metaphors and images, I felt like I was getting lost in them. Uh, there's the sea that I can get. Um, there's plenty of excellent movies about the power of storms at sea and how they'll just completely overwhelm you. Um, but the cedars of Lebanon and the mounts, those were a little confusing to me. But as I did my research, I discovered that this psalm actually closely follows a Canaanite hymn, which was a culture that was um, adjacent to the Israelites. Um, but instead of their God, it mentions the Lord's name, Yahweh. And it mentions it frequently. His name is peppered throughout. Because this psalm is about showing who is truly in charge. There are so many times in our lives that we think we know who is in charge. I don't know about you. Frequently, I think that I am the one that is going to somehow manage to be in control. But this psalm is about who is truly in control. And it is about the power of the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord is mentioned seven times, which is impressive but it's more amazing when you consider that this psalm follows Psalm 28. Oh, and I may have, there we go. This is Psalm 28, the beginning of Psalm 28. I pray to you, Lord. I pray to you, O Lord, my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you are silent, I might as well give up and die. Listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out to you for help, as I lift my hands toward your holy sanctuary. This psalm about the voice of God and how powerful it is and how far it extends from the sea, which at that time was seen as a place of chaos, to the mountains, which were seen as the resting place of the gods of the Canaanites, to the trees, which were sources of prosperity and where they found the wood to build their homes, to the desert, a place of desolation. The voice of God extends to them all. Psalms 28 is a plea for God to speak. And Psalm 29 is about the fact that he does and the power of his voice. Psalm 29 celebrates 
the power of God's voice and how it answers a need in our souls. Throughout the Bible, the voice of God is referred to in ways that connote his power. But it also speaks in ways that reveal his intervention in human life, the fact that he is in our lives. They reveal his judgment, that he cares about justice. It reveals moments of his presence where he is with us and moments of his revelation. Psalm 28 was a plea for God to speak. Psalm 29 reveals that he does. If we follow the journey of Psalm 29, God's voice can be heard in an area of destruction, the chaos of the sea, the seat of the other gods, and in the desert. The entire idea of Psalm 29 is to convey that there's nothing that can compare to the strength of Yahweh. In all seasons, in all locations that we might encounter in the world, God's voice, which which represents his power, his presence, and his intervention, his voice reigns. And the response when we see this, it's no longer an invitation to worship. It's just people responding. In his sanctuary, they see this and they say, glory. The psalm ends with this stanza. The Lord rules over the floodwaters. The Lord reigns as king forever. The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. And even in this, there are so many images that speak so powerfully of a life with God as king. For the Israelites, God was their king. Even when they had a human king, it was God who would lead them out to war, and it was God who would also be their shepherd. They would believe that kings were also to look after their people. So this is an Old Testament psalm. It talks about God. But when we read the New Testament, and even as we just celebrated Christmas, we celebrate Jesus as king. Because Jesus coming to earth, he is the, it's difficult to phrase it perfectly, but he is God as king of the world and the fulfillment of the promise that David will have a lineage. And so he is the culmination of God in the world, God leading his people, God ruling, and God's presence and power in the world. Jesus is the voice. In the Gospel of John, Jesus is referred to as the word of God in the world who was there in the beginning and he will be in there in the end. Jesus reigns. And the knowledge that he is in charge, that he is ruling over the chaos of floods, 
that he is king forever. That knowledge, it gives us as his people strength and it gives us peace. Jesus spoke of his, hero, his followers hearing his voice, of him knowing them and they're following him because he is their shepherd, the one who provides and cares for the needs of his flock. And as I was reading Psalms 29 and I was looking at John 10, I thought of the story of Elijah. And Elijah was one of God's prophets. And Elijah was not, uh, not foreign to the knowledge of God's power. There is a story of competition between uh, God and Baal and the prophets of Baal trying to call down fire and Elijah calling down fire and God answered. But shortly after that, Elijah had a tough time. Um, people wanted to kill him. He didn't take it well. He felt alone. He got depressed. He wanted to die. And Elijah's story is an interesting combination of needs being met and God's voice. Elijah had just had some highs, but he was overwhelmed by the task before him, that it was continuing, that he felt alone. He didn't know what to do. And he sought God. God gave him rest, and he gave him food for his journey, and then he went to Mount Sinai to meet God. And the interesting thing about him meeting God at Mount Sinai is that there were those moments of power. There was a windstorm, but God was not in the storm. There was an earthquake, but God was not in the earthquake. There was a fire, but God was not in the fire. Then there was a gentle whisper, and God was in the whisper. That is where his voice was. Elijah had had recent showings of God's great power, but he still needed that reminder of God's presence. And he found it in the whisper of his voice. You may be feeling more Psalm 28 than Psalm 29 right now. You may be thinking, I need to know that God is there. I need to know that he is listening. I need to know that he can speak. And I truly believe the fact that some of us are in seasons of Psalm 28, and some of us are in seasons of Psalm 29, are why God gives us each other. Because when God showed up in that whisper to Elijah, he did not fix all of Elijah's problems. The mystical experience of hearing God's voice didn't solve anything. But when God spoke, he told Elijah who his co-workers would be. He told him to appoint, who to appoint as king. He told him about Elijah, who would be his successor. And he told him about 7,000 others who were still loyal to God. 
So I don't know where you are at this morning. I don't know if you are more Psalm 28 or you are more Psalm 29. But in the spirit of hearing from each other, in the spirit of acknowledging that God speaks, I wanted to give another opportunity and we will probably do more of these throughout the year. But what do you feel like God has been calling you toward this year? I have a mic up here. I didn't have a stand. Um, But I'd like to give an opportunity for people to come share. If you want me to come to where you are, it is Gordon's mic. And I need steps. I don't have my Fitbit, but steps are still good. So you can wave at me or come up here if you've got something. promise I don't bite. Okay. In light of that, oh guys, this is not something we do. If you are more in Psalm 28 this morning and you would like some prayer, I do not know the last time that we did something like this here. Um, But if you are in Psalm 28 and you are brave enough, and it does take bravery, I will acknowledge it, I would encourage you to either stand or raise your hand. And I would like those of you um, who are around someone who would do that, that you would pray for them. I will be the first. I don't like January. And if all this is just, we just had a service, so I'm going to ask people to come pray for me. I guess that's a good service, too. Um, I did not anticipate that. (laughs) Um, So since I've said it's me, if there are any else of you, hoping I'm not alone, well, I am hoping I'm alone, but if anyone else wants to come join me, if you feel like you are in a Psalm 28, you want to hear God's voice and you have not been hearing him lately. But it's not that I haven't been hearing him. I'm getting complicated. But if you want to hear his God's voice, if you have been wondering, hey, what's going on? I need you, God. Join me. Once you join me, then we'll invite people to come pray for us. I'll come sit with you. And then, Alistair, are you okay if I give you the mic and then you can lead people praying? (laughs) We can all be in both camps together. I believe that's a Psalms thing. Turned it on. Anyone else want to come and join or...
why don't we bow together and, um, and we'll pray. Holy Spirit, come. We want to hear your voice. We long for your presence. We come to you, God, acknowledging that our hearts are far from you. Where you call for holiness, God, we behave in ways that are unholy. We are sinful people. But we thank you that you have given us your son, this hope that we've celebrated through the Christmas season, who is the one who says, in your unholiness, in your sin, I will wash it away. And so we just claim that washed being. We claim that we are your children and that in your sight, even though we feel so often unholy, we are holy before you, God, by some miracle that you are completely and utterly responsible for. We give you the credit, we give you the glory, as we just read in Psalm 29. And so, Lord, this morning I pray for Vicki. God, as she gives leadership to our church, as she is the one who stands on this platform and speaks, God, she longs to hear from you. And so, God, would you be speaking to her in new and meaningful ways? Would you use her to encourage and to grow each and every one of us? God, it is not her responsibility. Our growth is not her responsibility. It is our responsibility. It is my responsibility to grow closer to you, to develop an intimate relationship with you. But God, I pray that through the lectionary, through the the messages that she speaks, that you would grow intimacy between us and you. God, bless the work that she does. Bless her family, God. Help her as a mother Help her as a wife. Help her as our pastor right now. I pray for Gerald and Cadjil, God, and I thank you for their hearts for you, God. I know them so well as friends, and God, they long to hear your voice. They long to see your, um, your hand at work in their own lives and the lives of people around them. Would you bless them? with your voice? Would you speak to them and would you empower them, embolden them, give them courage to reach the city of Brandon for the kingdom of heaven? Give them peace in their hearts where they have turmoil. But God, no matter what the circumstances, I pray that you would just be near to them whether the circumstances be difficult and whether there be much turmoil or whether there be times of great joy, I pray that you would just walk with them, be close to them, near to their side, whispering. 
even speaking in an audible voice, visions and dreams. And God, we just, we ask for you to show us what is next for this church. And so I just pray for every person who's here today, including myself. God, I listened to several sermons and podcasts this week about your spirit, about giftedness in the church. And God, that you have equipped each one of us with abilities that were given to us by the Holy Spirit to build up the body of Christ and ultimately to bring glory to your great name. And so, God, I pray that you would place a desire in every single person in this place for intimacy with you. I pray that you would place that desire for holiness in them. And I pray that you would give us great faith. Faith to pursue you with all of our hearts. To believe you even when it seems like things are unbelievable. When circumstances in the world around us, in our personal lives, in our own hearts seem so disrupted and disjointed and we're uncertain, God. Would you just come near? So we just rest in your presence today. God, if I were to share what you have spoken to me or or what I feel impressed on my heart for 2023, it is the word, listen. And so, God, would you speak? Your servants are listening. Would you use us to reach the city of Brandon, our family and our friends, for you? And I pray these things in the matchless name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Thank you, Alistair. Oh, guys, three days ago, I wrote in my journal that I wanted to be authentic, like all the time, even from the pulpit. I wasn't expecting to go that far, but (laughs) thank you for your prayers. Thank you, Alistair, and for everyone else who prayed. And uh, Kajal and Gerald, thank you for your bravery and coming up as well. I will be... Gerald, do you like to say something? Yeah, just a word I wanted to share in terms of... I just got to turn it on. There you go. It's on. Yeah. Just a word I wanted to share that uh, we both have is, uh, for this year is, I think, faith and trust. Yeah? Because, uh, yeah, trust more. Because, uh, you know, you may not have known, but we had a sort of a near-death experience when we were in the eye of the storm that uh, hit Buffalo and that area. So we were stuck. We just, anyway, not going to the details, when you spoke about the power of uh, floodwaters, we were thinking of the power of snowstorms. It's crazy to think that you have zero visibility, you are in an unknown place, unknown road, and your car is stuck. So there were 80, 90 people who died, and for what reason, I don't know, God, God saved us. Oh, there we go. Okay, I am on. Praise God.
right, now it seems weird to go back to what else I had written, guys, but uh, I don't know. I said at the beginning, I felt like I needed church to be church, and I feel like church was church. It was different than we normally do, but um, I appreciate you guys. And I believe that as we are intentional this year in giving our attention to what God is doing, to hearing about things that he is doing, to hearing what he is telling others of us, I think that we will get more adept at recognizing his voice. Um, We will become attuned to recognizing God's presence in the thunder, in the snowstorms, and in the whispers. We still don't know completely what the future will hold, but it doesn't matter quite as much. We don't need to feel like we have it all figured out when we can be reminded that Jesus is in control. He is our king and our shepherd. To paraphrase Psalm 29, praise God. He is in charge. He reigns over situations of chaos forces of opposition. He reigns in abundance and in the desert. Praise God. He reigns over all. He is our source of strength and peace. I will also close with prayer. God, thank you for being not only our king but our shepherd. May you enable us to hear your voice this year, both when it thunders and when it whispers. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.